Testing one, two, three. Testing a one, two, three, four, five. Oh, you're welcome. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Rabid Nurses. Rabid. Did I say rabbit? No, no, you said rabid. Okay. You did. Are you correcting me? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm mimicking you. I guess it's fine. Giving the emphasis? Well, I'm Mary. And I'm Kaylee. So, hi. 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 <laughs> I totally blinked on what I was going to say. We were going to want to talk about our highs and lows oh, yeah. of the week. Oh, hey. Before we go into our topic. Yes. How, what was the high of your week this week? Goodness. Honestly, it has been so crazy this, like, beginning of this year that my high has been getting to be home this weekend and do nothing and hang out with you and start our podcast episode numero dos. Which we didn't even think we would get to do this this week. No. And the the opportunity came up and we were like, are we going to do it? We're going to do it. Is this happening? Is this going to happen? We're going to do it. Are we going to record another episode? Hell yeah, we are. One week? Okay, let's do it. We're going to do that one weekly slash. Maybe start bi-weekly. We'll see what happens going on. Um, Okay, so your your high is relaxing. What was your low this week? It was a really long week. So the place I'm working is great, but they have... It's just been really busy lately. So I've been having to do 10-hour shifts. Mm Mm-hmm. A few days a week rather than, you know, getting off at like three. So it's just different. Like it's your schedule different. is different. This is like the first like busy, busy week you've had. Yes. And what's great about PACU is the flexibility. Mm-hmm. That's also the negative. Yeah. So it's like there's so much inconsistency. I don't have two patients that I'm taking care of the whole day that might move out and I might get one admission. No, this is like every hour you're getting a new patient. Yeah. It's just and different. you're just like speeding through to get them out. It mm-hmm. is, it's different, but it's not bad. It was just tiring. So that's right. what's so nice about being home, being lazy, doing that self-care-ish because, you know, your girl never does self-care. No, <laughs> no. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to totally do some self-care. And so I call her the next day and I was like, how was it? She's like, oh, I didn't do anything. And I was like, okay. I sit on my it's... couch and watch my comfort shows, okay? Everyone has one. <laughs> That in itself is self-care. So Scoot's gone this weekend. Scoot went to Austin. So that was our plan. was like, we were going to go together. And I was like, babe, I am so sorry. I was like, I am so tired. I want to do the Renaissance Fair, guys. Like, we got all the gear. I got the dress. I got the corset. I was ready for this. You were. I was actually here. It was last weekend. I was here when all the packages came in. I got to see it all. And we were, like, planning the outfit and, like, figuring out how Mm -hmm. it was going to work together. Yeah. So he's, like, getting to hang out with a friend, which I'm so glad they're also just getting a bros weekend. Like, Scott right. doesn't get those often. No, he doesn't. We're attached at the hip. You are. But that's okay. It is. We're not, like, obsessed with each other. And I think that's also the healthy part, where it's, like, right. you're still your own identity. You're not, like, you're able. You're able to say, you know, honey, I'm sorry. I love you, but I'm going to sit this one out. Exactly. Right. No, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Well, and I'm sorry it was such a long week. Oh, sweetie, don't even worry about it. Today has been so nice. Now, give me your high and low of this week. Okay, my high of this week was... Had to think about this one. So my daughter, we've enrolled my daughter in dance classes, and my grandmother went and picked up um, some proper dance gear. So we got to be guests to dance class for two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. And um, I told my daughter, I said, I'm not going to buy you any like dance clothes until we commit, right? I'm not going to put any money into something until we commit okay. to it. And she was fine with that. She was like, why do I don't, why don't I have things? Why don't I look like them? And it's like, well, honey, this is still a trial period. Right. So she decided, you know, she's four and a half, but she was so excited that we decided to put her in oh. dance. So my grandmother on Thursday went and bought her tights, ballet, tap shoes, leotard, and a little skirt. And when I say that I picked her up from school and I surprised her with everything... She was so thrilled of like, mommy, really? And every time she pulled something out, she was like, mommy, really? And it was like, 
yes, baby, really, like this is, this is real. You're going to get to do this. And I didn't get to do anything like that when I was growing up. I did tap. That's a lie. I did tap for one spring and then I did like basketball for one season, but I just didn't grow up doing stuff like that. And giving this to her is just a huge accomplishment. And so seeing the excitement, she called my grandmother and she told her how excited she was and how much she loved her stuff and being able to give that to her and see her excitement. Like that was my high for the week. Yeah, screw the test. This yeah. test, can, test can go in the trash. That was my high for the week, oh seeing gosh. the excitement Yay. of my daughter. Yeah. And, like, watching her dance, you guys, this girl just has so much passion. Like, she, she is so much like her mom. It's adorable. Oh, my gosh. Well, I am so happy you got yeah, to do that for her. Thanks. That's so big. It is. It is. It really is. Like, especially giving your child the things that you didn't have. Exactly. And the things that you wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's in swim and dance. And I remember when I was her age, all I wanted to be was a ballerina. Oh. And now she's in ballet class. And she loves it. And it's not, and I don't, I'm not projecting the childhood. I want, exactly. she wants to be there. No, and like, so, like, seeing. Being able to give her the things that she wants. Well, and it does get to heal you, too. And I think yeah. that is, there's a balance, obviously. It's not living vicariously through her, but it is getting to see the joy in a child. And, like, mm-hmm. your child. This is the human you created. Right, right, right. Oh, right. That's so beautiful. I know. And also, like, seeing that I'm changing... Like, changing the projection, right? Yes. Like, my mom didn't get to do any of this stuff. I didn't get to do any extracurriculars. Um, and so being able to put her in those things at such a young age is exciting. It's it really is. exciting. And, and it does do so many amazing things for kids. Because I it does. Yeah, too many extracurriculars. Like, my parents, my parents made me do ballet until I was in fifth grade and I was livid. I was like, I want to do hip hop. I want to do sports. I was like, what is this ballet garbage? Yeah. And you know, and I think that there's definitely something for, there's definitely something to be said for doing, for saying the whole, you know, no, you need to give this one to two years, like um, teaching perseverance and things like that. But at the same time, if she's miserable and she's hating it, Then absolutely we're not going to do that. Um, Like, she's in swim, and swim is not her favorite. Really? Really. Like, it's it's not her favorite. However, I'm not a strong swimmer. Mm -hmm. And my goal for swim class is to number one, teach her how to swim. Mm -hmm. Number two, keep her active. And number three, expose her to things. Her father was a swimmer. So kind of getting her into that. And there are some days where she definitely thinks like, wow, someday it's so cool. I'm going to be able to swim like the big kids, you know? Mm -hmm. But the other day she was like, so wait, 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 I'm doing dance class. So I don't have to do swim anymore. (laughs) No, sweetie, you're going to do both. And she's like, "Mm." Right. And when she gets old enough and when after she learns she's to swim enough. on her own exactly. and she's strong enough, absolutely, I'll probably pull her out. Yeah. But then she has to do martial arts. It's going I to be something. That. Yes. My goal my goal for her is that she will be involved in two extracurriculars, one that keeps her active and the second one that keeps her creative. Those are my two goals. So dance is good because it hits both of those aspects, but I want her in something else too. Yeah. Right? And so um, that's that's my goal for her. I like that. Yeah. Well, and side note, I used to be a certified swim teacher, so if you want me giving you tips to make you a stronger swimmer. Oh, girl, I'm 30. Do you know what I do? I sit on a fucking float. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you want to be a stronger swimmer, thank you, Mary, but um, I'm yeah. past that stage in my life. No, I'm on the float hey, stage and chasing a child when around. When I was 14, 15 years old, I was teaching 40 year olds how to swim. Okay. I can swim. I didn't say you could. I couldn't. can float. Hey, girl, I was just Look, giving I'm you. I'm not going to be doing I'm, laps. Laps are the best. That's like the best way to get fit and Thanks not destroy notice. your body. No. Just saying. I hear you. I'm a runner. And besides, you know what I can never get over? And I was watching the high schoolers do this. Whenever they um, go to the side to take a breath, it just looks like they're swallowing water. That's not happening. Well, I don't know. <laughs> 
I can give you testament to that right now. They're not it just, just looks like, like they, they go they, up and they're mouth and they look like fish. They do. <laughs> Their mouths look like fish. Oh gosh. And it, it I'm watching them and I'm like blue, <laughs> blue, <laughs> blue. <laughs> the best was like That's whenever so weird. all through because see for my childhood it was it was like I was doing dance I was doing all sports but I was also a swimmer all through like that was infancy. your constant exactly that yeah. was the constant and every summer that was all we did mm-hmm. so I had that like one piece circle on my back for years oh that's hilarious. like I couldn't get that little mother trucker out like that's it was there hilarious. no matter how much I danced because I don't tan I'm I am your whitest white. the palest human being you'll ever meet yes like I don't tan I burn and the only time I've ever been tan was when I was lifeguarding one summer that is so funny oh yeah that's hilarious but like and then of course you're wearing the swim cap you got the goggles on you got these horrible one pieces on and then if you were doing the like actual tournaments like the races and Uh stuff you would have like sharpie all down your legs and backs why because it would tell you when your races were and stuff so you would have all of your like yeah events on your leg oh yeah and then you'd have like eat my bubbles on your back or on your feet oh oh okay so i cheesy so I bought Effie a swim cap, and it's blue, and it's got white bubbles on it, and it says, eat my bubbles. Yes, that's, a, that's a, like, sports one. Yes. yes. I love it. I know. I saw that, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yes. She is. Oh, my gosh. So good. Yeah. But it's, it's not an attractive sport. You don't look cute doing it. No. <laughs> my thing was always, like, humming bubbles. Humming if you hum underwater, yeah, it blows the bubbles out, yeah. right? Because yeah. a lot of people, the biggest thing is the fear of getting their face underwater. Oh yeah, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm not that. saying oh, okay. it's you. I was just, <laughs> I know you can function in water. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen me function in water. We've never been, we've never been swimming together. That breaks my heart. I know. We need to just go swim laps together in no, the LA thank Fitness. You, but no. <laughs> yes, we have. I'm we not have swim together. When? We went to the hot tub. That is not swimming. I know. That is hot tub sitting. We were in water we were with in our water. swimsuits upon us. Okay. Not the same. <laughs> Good try, though. Uh, I tried. You did try. Good did try. try. Okay, so that was my high this week. Beautiful high. My low was. Did I have a low this week? I don't know. I don't think I had a low. Just like the burnout, just the like. I'm tired. Being done. I'm yeah. very tired. But I didn't have anything that was specifically a low. Right. Um, That's good though. Yeah. I didn't get to work out every day. Well, I worked out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I, my low for tomorrow is going to be that I have to be up at 3.45 in the morning to go to clinicals. First, I have to drop Effie off at her dad's, and then I have to go to clinicals. It's going to suck. And I have to be there, like, my butt in the seat at 6 a.m. It blows. That's an aggressive blow. <laughs> it's an unpleasant blow. It's an unpleasant blow. That You're going to be blown. Not like that. <laughs> Not, not that is like not that. a good blow. It's not the blow that we want. <laughs> That's not that messy good blow. Mm-mm. Okay. Oh well. Anyway, so that was fun. That was fun. That was good. I liked it. I enjoyed that. Okay. Much better than our first try. Oh gosh, our first try. Kaylee couldn't stop yawning. I couldn't I'm stop yawning. I'm just so boring, you guys. She's Ugh. horribly boring. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I am offended. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> It did not burn. Oh, but you know it's not real. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Too much of a psycho to be boring. (laughs) Scott gets so mad at me. He'll just try to say anything, and I'll flip it into something negative. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, it's kind of hilarious for me. (laughs) I take everything as offensive, and he's like, that's not good. I'm like, that's kind of entertaining. It's a coping mechanism. It's fine. (laughs) I can just see the worst case scenario of everything. Yeah. Um, so funny. Yeah. So I guess our focus today, if we're just going to jump right into it, let's is, jump right in. um, let's jump, get it, get it. Let's <laughs> dive. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's dive right let's into dive it. in. <laughs> Shall we? Shall we put our toes into the water? Oh, little dip, the little toe <laughs> dip there. Just no skinny dipping. They wouldn't know the difference. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, podcasters can't see us. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're just sitting here in the nude. It's fine. No, no, we are dressed. We are fully clothed. We are fully clothed for now. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yes, so our topic today is on just like camaraderie in the nursing healthcare world, whether it's nursing school to being a nurse. Right, which I think you can hear between the two of us. (laughs) We have some pretty strong camaraderie going on here. So who best to talk about this? A bond. Other than two friends. (laughs) Two friends that met. In In nursing. In nursing. The chaos of nursing. Utter Utter chaos. Um, So, and we made a comment in our first episode about how you're never alone Mm. when you enter the nursing field. Yeah. Um, You are, I went to the nurse Blake last May. Yes! I was so jealous. No, it was in November. This past was in, November. Yeah, it was in this past mm-hmm. November. I went to see Nurse Blake. And it is an auditorium of nothing but nurses. And there were oh. probably about 10, 10 to 20 people who weren't registered nurses. But they were nursing students or the, like two of them were husbands of nurses that got dragged along. Okay, that's oh, hysterical. So um, <laughs> and he made sure to educate them. <laughs> yes! Like, now we all know that we have to educate. <laughs> that's me to Scott every day. It is so great. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so there's this camaraderie that comes along with being a nurse where you meet another nurse and it's already this baseline understanding of what you go through on a daily weekly basis even in nursing school it was that right absolutely and so i guess um the friendships that you make or even the the working relationships that you make are there to support you and to guide you and to teach you um, yeah. along everything. And I think that's the nursing school has, it's tough. I'm not going to say anything bad about nursing school, but I think a big part of nursing school is teaching the camaraderie that's needed to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, because you are put together in these extremely stressful yeah. situations and you are calling each other constantly mm-hmm. asking for support or for help and you know t- but like talking each other off a of cliffs and being like you can do this no you're mm-hmm. gonna be a nurse you're gonna be a great nurse you're gonna push through and you are gonna do it and we're gonna get it done oh yeah you know and just even studying for hours with that group of people oh god hours of studying you have to get to know these people to be able to handle that many hours you really do and then they become a part of your life in such a way to where you're texting like what kind of food you like Mm -hmm. and like oh i saw this and i thought of you or hey guys (laughs) and i think that's the best is right before a test um my friends and i will start texting about like okay don't forget this okay Mm -hmm. well don't forget this and hey i remembered this of like a great way to remember this medication um and What's great is that you learn that in nursing school, and then you carry it with you through nursing. Mm-hmm. And, and then you were going to talk about residencies. Yes. And, of course, not everyone goes through residency. But, of course, like, my experience in nursing school was the exact same. Like, I'm still in contact with a good amount of the nurse, there's like, girls that I studied, like, aggressively with for hours. Like, I would not have made it through nursing school if it wasn't for the people I studied with. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the same thing goes for residency. And what's unique about residency is that in nursing school, you do get a good foundation, but honestly, you're not getting the application part, which mm-hmm. is why, like, again, I'll stress the like importance of if you can work in the healthcare field before you actually become a nurse, highly encourage it. Because the application of nursing, once you get out of nursing school, it feels like you know nothing. Right. You learn so much, and yet you feel like you know nothing. And mm-hmm. so residency for me was a three-month extreme course in nursing that was essentially nursing school 2.0. Wow. But everything connects finally. Like, mm. I feel like you get connections in nursing school, but then when you're in residency, you're like, oh, my gosh, this actually makes sense. I'm like, whoa. Really? <laughs> I actually get it now. Yeah. Because there was so much of it, like that basics of like medications and just the systems of the body. You're finally seeing it with 
certain machines that you're going to be using in nursing and Mm -hmm. the application of it just, it really does solidify a full circle. Right. And that's why I loved it so much because I did enjoy residency. It kicked my ass, but man, it was good. And I had a group of people. It was the same thing. We would study for hours a day. Mm, And then the nurses, when you find those good nurses that will support you, but also challenge you, Mm -hmm. that was really hard for me because something I'll always say was there was this one nurse that was really a stickler, but it wasn't to be like the eat your own young. There's a difference between being like a strict, a stickler and like being a very thorough safe nurse and eating your own young. And I'll be honest, like I did not experience the eat your own young for the most part. But this one nurse, she did make me cry Mm -hmm. because I'll give the perfect example. Like at night shift, I was taught to, they would put the ID band, like the stickers on the computer rather than actually scanning the patient. The patient's asleep. They don't interrupt them, right? There's that whole like easier rather than Mm -hmm. safer. And especially with a lot of stuff happening in the nursing world right now, like this was five years ago, this nurse was like, this is super unsafe. I'm going to have to report this to like, the leadership, oh yeah, like she made me cry because it was that whole stressor of she didn't understand what had just happened, right? But it was the, you need to be safe. Like these stickers could be from the last patient before this one was admitted. You have no idea that this is truly the patient. And so that stressor of like, I will always say she's the one that made me the good nurse. Like the ones that were super kind and supportive were great, but this one that was like, no, you will be safe. You will be consistent. You will be thorough. I was like, she is the reason I am a good nurse. And I was like, right. and I will tell you guys, she made me cry, but man, do I respect her. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that and was I a do. big thing in mm-hmm. residency was like finding that those people that are willing to support you and they're yeah. going to be like, Hey, we have your back. And then they actually gave us like mentors and oh, that was so nice. awesome. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. And they still do mentorship actually at the hospital. Uh Uh-huh. But it's like a thing like where, yes, it's a mentorship, but also there's that balance of like, you're intimidated to talk to these like more experienced nurses, right? It's right. It was like that big sister, little sister kind of thing. Exactly. Like in sports or something. Mm -hmm. Like a a junior takes on a freshman. Exactly. And then you spend like two years together. Mm -hmm. And like you do have those meetups, but it's not like you're meeting up every month. It's like every few months they might text you randomly once or twice but it's not like a consistent conversation but I do encourage you guys to like reach out and of course there will be a boundary because you are still in like the education set so like I remember they were going out one night and we weren't invited to like one thing right and it's like okay like there's still that boundary between friendship Mm -hmm. and instructorship so there's that too so obviously you won't be getting friendships with them yet but it was It was amazing. Right. And that's necessary. Like, the big thing um, is that it's necessary to work together as a team Mm -hmm. and understand the... Because there is a hierarchy that exists in a way of tenure um, and understanding that these nurses have been here for so long and they've seen so much and they understand how things go and they're here to help support you. Um, that does exist at the same time of right. Going back to the idea of eating your own young Mm -hmm. of, they also need to have the respect of your new, your learning. Mm -hmm. And also sometimes your brand new nurses are your smartest people on the unit because they've just done two years of book work. Mm -hmm. And so they understand, they get asked a lot of questions because they understand what they remember things because they just got done studying exactly that the nurse who's been on the floor for 15 years or 10 years doesn't exactly like even from five years ago from nursing school mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I don't remember and actually the scariest thing recently was I was an ICU nurse for what five four, four years, years essentially yeah. and then this past year a lot has changed right and I haven't been in the ICU my favorite word ever was phlebostatic axis. Like, literally, I would tell all my little baby nurses, I'd be like, this is the best word. Do you know how to, like, you know, level your A-line? I need to stop moving my hands. <laughs> you need to level your A-line to the phlebostatic axis. And I forgot the word. 
And that was my favorite word. So it's like, even just with one year of not having something repetitively in your face, you can lose it. And I think you're right. And I think there's also that level of now there's so many new nurses that actually have probably lost a lot too because they haven't had a lot of those experienced nurses too to Mm, to be very honest. Well, and to be very honest, if you'll see something unsafe, because right now we are in a world of very big changes in healthcare. Oh yeah. So many big changes. And so, you know, if you're not clicking with a instructor or a mentor or, you know, your, um, your nurse for the day, like telling your educators that, Hey, this person's not educated. Like we are just not meshing. Like I'm not getting what I need to be a good safe nurse. Absolutely. Like advocating for yourself. Very. Oh my God. One of the very first things that I learned in semester one was how to advocate for myself Mm. because I had a professor who I felt was not Mm -hmm. coming to me Mm -hmm. and like, Hey, like I've noticing that you're having a really hard time with this. What can we do? You know, where are you sitting? And I was literally pushed to confront her and talk to her about this of, Hey, like what is going on? Mm -hmm. And she was startled because I walked up to the table and it was in the middle of clinical. Well, it wasn't in the middle of clinical. My nurse was having breakfast. And so I went downstairs to grab breakfast. I was failing my care plans at this point and I didn't understand why exactly. And so I finally went to her and I was like, hi, can we talk about this? And of course I'm being super timid and super scared. And she was like, well, what are you doing down here? And I'm like, well, my nurse is on breakfast and I'm really hungry. So I came to like grab some breakfast. I didn't realize that this was, I didn't know that this was not allowed. I always took breakfast when my nurse right? took breakfast. Like, it's not even a big let deal. Let me <laughs> eat. I've been up since four o'clock in the morning. Let me eat. We should be learning to eat anyway. Don't work all through your shift with no eating. Right. I did that kind of crap. Random tangent. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um... And so we sat down and we went through my care plan page by page. And she was like, well, I don't know what you're doing here. And I was like, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And she goes, okay, hearing it, you know it. But when I look at your paper, you don't know it. Mm -hmm. So what I learned in that moment was to advocate for myself. And the lesson, the biggest lesson that she taught me in that moment is that if I can't advocate for myself, Mm -hmm. how am I going to advocate for my patient? Mm -hmm. And that is the biggest biggest lesson because you are the person who's there to protect your patient Mm -hmm. to listen to your patient and to speak their wishes you are the last safety measure and you're and you're you're kind of the first line of communication from your patient you are the main source of communication 100 absolutely and so if you don't know how to speak up for yourself and find your backbone for yourself Mm -hmm. of saying like hey you know, going to your educator and saying, I don't think I'm paired well with the right person. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that I'm getting a strong enough education for how to be strong enough support. Yeah. Um, can I pair, be paired with someone else? Is there someone else who's available? Mm -hmm. Especially because some nurses you'll be paired with, especially in nursing school, won't always be the most helpful. Um, you know, some of them aren't ready to be educating and some are just burnt out and don't want to be helping you through nursing school. Not in a negative way. Just like they're not a good educator. That's the better well, way to put I it. Well, I think, right. They're not good educators. And on top of that too, I think that they're, it's like, ugh, it's a bother. It's a burden. Yeah. I remember a yeah. nurse doing that to me too. And I was like, oh, like that was one day I literally did nothing. You know, you just kind of sit there and you're like, okay, well, I'll just twiddle my thumbs, look up my meds and try to do what I can. But if they're not willing to, you know, I think self advocating Mm -hmm. is important. And I think another big thing in nursing school is to go talk to your professors. Like you said, because I was that little, like, yeah, I was a suck up. (laughs) Were you a brown noser? I was 100% the teacher's pet. Um, I became friends with all of my professors in nursing school. I was always in their office hours. I would chat with them. And it was just because I wanted to get the best education I could. Mm -hmm. And using those office hours to figure out what you're doing wrong, to ask questions about how you answered things. I mean, 
guys, that's the way you're going to succeed. Yeah. If you don't talk to your professors, like Kaylee said, you don't know. You have no She didn't idea. know what she was doing right. And now she is doing so well in her care plans. Like my and last, even after that. So after that communication, so after that communication, I made like a 96, a 94, and then a 95 on my care plans. Like killed it. Right. And so it was, oh, okay. And then you learn things. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of the camaraderie is like even though there's the uh, relationship differences, um, like student professor, there's so much that you can learn just through conversations. Oh my gosh! You know, these professors are usually just honestly they're really cool people. Oh my god, I love them. They're the coolest. Like all of my professors are amazing. So I have one professor, Professor Everly, and this is the one who I cornered downstairs. I always (laughs) think of like that moment of like when she and I like got on this level of understanding. And Professor, if you ever listen to this, I hope I'm right. You're wrong. You're so uh, wrong. She's sitting there, like, rolling her eyes. And she's, like, so one of her favorite lines is, like, mm, that sounds like a you problem. Oh, my like, God. I love how she's Oh, is. she's so sassy. She's from Chicago. And she is I love so it. fucking sassy. I love she's, it. like, that, mm, that's a you problem. Like, um, what? I, I wait, mean, her help? <laughs> Can you help me, please? Mm, that's a you problem. Like, oh, okay. I guess I'll... Like other things, <laughs> how do how do I respond to this? <laughs> you just sit there like doe-eyed. You're like, what? Like you're like a little child. You're like, please help. Processing she's like, <laughs> the little <Can't> like compute. <laughs> spinner, <laughs> the loading spinner. Huh? I was really stuff? hoping for more than that. <laughs> how do I? I can't. I can't go from here. Like, <laughs> There's nothing else. Right? Like, Door closed. <laughs> slammed in your face, man. <laughs> so true. Uh, so good. Where is it going with that? Oh, wealth of knowledge. <laughs> wealth of knowledge. There it is. She is just a wealth of knowledge, and she's intelligent, and she's smart, and I even told her, I was like, I just really look up to you, and I really want to make you proud. And, <laughs> and you have those professors that... Um, some of them just like speak to you and that you love and that you connect with because you literally spend like she's not going to be our professor next semester but she's coming back and forth so I've had her for first second and and I will have her in fourth and so she will have been there throughout all of it and um, these professors the other thing is that these professors were nurses who decided to teach yes and they want you to succeed Yes. They want you to do well. They want you to succeed and they want you to progress, you know, like they don't take pride and joy in like watching their students fail out. Now, okay. There's going to be a few. (laughs) Well, here's the other part of that. Not everyone is meant to be a nurse. Tying in last week's episode, not everyone is meant to be a nurse and some people have to get through it. Some people have to have that whole door slammed in their face of like, that's a you problem. So Mm -hmm. how are you going to figure it out? And, um, in order to kind of like, okay, how am I going to figure this Mm -hmm. out? And you've got to work on that and you have to make it happen. Yes. And some people, some people are like, you know what? This is not the career field for me. And that's okay. Not saying anything that's wrong with those people. Of like, ugh, they couldn't cut it. It's not that. Mm-mm. It's that it takes a special breed to do this. Mm-hmm. And they're going to find they're gonna find their niche. Yes. That just, you know, isn't, yeah. isn't nursing. So don't ever feel like your professors are, if you're stuck in a place like that, like the biggest lesson was, um, Learning to learning to communicate and like pushing through that barrier yes. of like oh they scare me they intimidate me yes um probably for a reason because they want you to learn how to advocate for yourself and exactly. stick up for yourself and like I said guys office hours are the best way to get to know these professors and like figure out what you're doing and like how to better be prepared like I'm never gonna forget my first semester of nursing school I had taken A and P in high school mm. super easy I loved science so I was like Psh college. I'm going to so succeed in A&P in college. Guys, I bombed that first test. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, what, what is this hard difficulty? Hey, I don't, I don't like this. And yeah, I had to talk to my professor and like, luckily they were able to be like, all right. Yeah. Like this is a new thing. Like 
college. This is college. College and especially nursing school is a whole different breed. Like nursing school, I will never forget any time I met someone that was in nursing school. It was, you fall right into that conversation of, oh my God, this, oh my God, that. Like so hard. Like you already have this connection, such mm-hmm. a deep connection because it is so hard. And I'll be honest, like even in nursing, it's the same thing. You have it those is. crazy stories and like... No matter who I meet that's a nurse, you do. You fall into this deep connection of we understand each other. We've right. been through the same freaking crap. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Of like, ah, uh, you understand the chaos yes. that goes into this. And like going from nursing school to residency to like being a nurse, like when you're a nurse, and I think this is something that Kaylee and I have really been able to see is... In nursing, yes, like you're going to have those other nurses that you have a camaraderie with, but you're also going to get real good connections to the doctors you work with and with Mm. the techs. Hashtag Kaylee. And, (laughs) you know, I think there is that importance of a lot of techs will know things more than you. Oh, yeah. And they will help you because Mm. I'm going to be honest, nurses are not taught how to properly bathe their patients anymore. Mm. And it irks me to my freaking wits end. Again, I'm going to remind you, use washcloths. Don't use those damn bath wipes. Soap and water. Soap and water, people. Soap and water. And if you use bath wipes, I will smack you. Okay. (laughs) She will find you. I will find you. she will smack you. Okay, so I went to Pine Cove one summer, and there was this counselor, one of her favorite things, um, she was like the arts and crafts counselor, and so one of her favorite things to say that is, um, if people were stealing things, she would say, I will find you, and I will quarter you. Yeah. Yeah, this is at a Christian camp. Hashtag I worked there, too. (laughs) No, you did not. I did. My name at Pinko was You Break It, You... Wait, what? And my nickname was Bits, but it sounds like bitch. <laughs> Wait, your name was what? So, when I worked at Pinko, so, like, this place, you literally get these weird names so that they don't know your real name. It's, like, it's part like of the fun. It was, but they usually found out your name by the end. Like, that was the fun, yeah. was finding out your name. So, I think it was, like, privacy, but also, like entertainment for the kids and it gave like a tip of like what your personality was and I worked for the camp in the city portion so I would travel from city to city every week and we would like build up a camp and like do camp for a week okay and these kids would go home every night and so in front of 300 people they brought me in front of a stage and they were going to try to figure out my name Okay. So they were like, okay, like, did you go to Pine Cove? And I was like, oh, yeah, I did. Mind you, when I went to Pine Cove, I'm a tomboy. No surprise there, probably to anybody. And I was a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Competitive? (laughs) No. (laughs) You don't say. Surprising. I know. And so I'm telling them the story. So they're like, oh, yeah, you went to Pine Cove? I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, like, tell us, like, some funny stories. And the first thing that comes to my mind was there was literally one summer I broke the blob three times because I'm like a pro blobber. Like, it's not because I'm fat. It's because I knew how to blob. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I've never been on a blob. Oh my God. There's so much fun. I was terrified. Really? Oh yeah. Girly girl. hundred percent. Terrified. Ah, yeah. That's hilarious. No, there's so much fun. It's literally this like inflated balloon that sits on water and someone is on the bottom of it waiting to be catapulted into the air by someone about to jump from a high space onto it. So it's like, I would be sitting there and I would be doing backflips and stuff off of it. So like this thing would get disconnected and float away. Happened three times in one summer. Cause I also had the biggest guy do it so I could go even higher. And they would also sometimes put baby oil on it so that it's even harder to stay on. I loved it. And then, <laughs> and then I was also playing ping pong and we were doing it across two tables. So we were doing them like Uh horizontally. Yeah. So to get to the ping pong, I went onto the table to hit it, smacked right into the middle of the ping pong table, broke the ping pong table in half. (laughs) And then (laughs) we were on the banana boats. Oh my God. And I have been living on the water since I was like a child. Like I am a pro tuber as well, not to be bragging, just like my dad would like tube us everywhere like my brother and I we like would jump we would barrel roll our tubes like we're crazy we're psychos we fight on the tubes while you're going like 40 miles an hour okay (laughs) well these are the same things behind a boat and it's like something you're holding on to well ours snapped off (laughs) so but how does this go to your name so you break it 
I was breaking so many things in Okay, okay, so you break it. And every single time they were, like, asking me a question, I was in front of, like, 300 people, so I was getting flustered. So I was like, wait, what? You break it, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> so they were like, her name is, you break it, you wait, what? And I was like, that's so long. <laughs> so then they named me Bits. <laughs> that was... But where did Bits come from? Break it, Bits, B, it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, I went to Pine Cove one summer. I went there my whole high school, and then I worked there three years? Two years. Oh, the brainwashing. Yeah, a little bit. That's usually how it happens, is you go and you fall in love, like, oh my god, and then you get out of high school, and you're like, I'm going to be a Pine Cove counselor. Oh, yeah. And I, like, No offense it. to anyone who's a pine cone counselor. That's great. I'm glad that you had such an amazing experience. Yeah. Everyone in East Texas is involved in pine cone. 100%. Or Sky Ranch. And it's, like, a major... Or Sky Ranch. I did or... see a Sky Ranch shirt the other day. I love Sky Ranch. I've never but been it, there's to Sky like a, Ranch. There's a major competition between the two. Oh, yeah. Sky Ranch is really It was cool. either you were a Sky Rancher or you were a pine cover. Or you are a... What's the other one? Did you ever hear of... Uh, Rock and Sea Ranch. Oh my god, I love... I had a birthday su- one summer at Rock and Sea. At Rock and Sea? You know they're closed? What? Mm-hmm. They're closed. They closed the ranch. I loved Rock and Sea. That was the one I went to like three summers in a row. Oh. And then a couple summers went by and then I went to Pine Cove and then... But I hated summer camp. Oh, I loved it. I hated it. Like you have to... You're forced into these cabins with a whole bunch of people that you don't know... And then you had to take showers in a public shower space. I didn't know. Not for me. Oh my god, I loved it. What I loved, I hate what I hated, there was one summer I did Waldemar. And that is another one here. I've and, heard of that one. Yeah, and this is like an all girls camp. So it's real bougie, real like old tiny. My grandmother wanted me to go. It's a four week camp. I bet your parents are so glad. They were like, oh great, Mary. They Bye. got engaged while I was there. They did. See, you see what happens when you send so the kids ridiculous. away. And I come back and they, like, they like, sent me a letter and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> My dad's getting remarried. <laughs> it was crazy. That is so funny. But it was too long. Like a week or two weeks was something I could do because I also did an, so that one, like I literally did a charm class. A what? Charm class. Oh, so southern it's manners. Charm. Southern yes. charm. Okay. So it's like how to properly set up like, a dinner hold on. table. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Charms? Like, um, oh, that this would be is hilarious. like a Christian. Yeah, no. This was a no, no, Christian no, 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 camp. No. no, no, this is like charm like etiquette. And I, of course, got the like most charmful one. Why am I not surprised? I know. Brown noser. And now I'm a heathen. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I also went to another one called Camp Longhorn. And that one was a real fun. I, it's... For those of you sitting at home, I am sitting here looking at her with, like, dismay <laughs> on my face and almost disgust of, like, how much, like... Yeah. I loved going away for a week. Cause I, I hated got to it. People, I hated it so oh much. God. I was like, no, take me home. I, <laughs> I was like, it. I was the kid writing letters to their mom that was like, please come get me. <laughs> I do not like this. This is oh not God. for me. Okay, That's two right. weeks probably would have been good for me. And the reason why is because, like, by the end of the first week, I started to make friends. See? So then week two would have been would really have. good, mm-hmm. right? But, like, every... week one, I, like, first couple of days, and I'm such an oddball. I'm such an oddball that it takes me a really long time. I'm an observer, so I have to get to know, I have to watch the scenario for a while, and I figure things out before I'm able to, like, mm-hmm. relax and let go and decide who I can be friends with or not. And so one week is just not enough time. So then people think I'm weird and standoffish when really I'm just trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah, and I'm that loudmouth that's like, hi, let me sing you a song. <laughs> you were. You were. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Why why am I surprised by this? I have no idea. Anyway, we have deviated so far away. So far. So teamwork. In, <laughs> Is that where we were? I don't even know. You were talking about this. your names. Oh, because you went to Pine Cove and then I was like, oh yeah, I work there. So anyway, yes, camaraderie. <laughs> Getting to work with different types of people. So, like, your support system Mm -hmm. in an acute care environment is highly important. So, we were talking about how PCAs, nurses, and doctors interact. Right. So, like, technically, all three of those are your core team. And RTs. Especially if you're, like, on ICU. Yeah, yeah. RTs for sure. But, like, your core team, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's say... 
your you have your PCA, your nurse, your RT, and your doctor, and they are the ones who are coordinating the most care for your patient. Yeah. And um, there are lots of things that a PCA can teach you, especially a PCA who's been a PCA and been in an acute care setting forever. Oh, yeah. There was one PCA who I met on the some type of unit. Um, It was more of like a med surge unit. I think it was ortho, honestly. I think it was the ortho floor. Mm. She was doing, the PCA was doing wound care for this patient who had this giant wound starting from like their sacrum into like halfway down their thigh and he had this condition where um it was cellulitis it's like that really red inflamed like no maybe what maybe it was i don't know anyway he basically what what happened was that he was essentially growing tumors um And it began in, like, his 20s, but they went to surgically remove his tumors, and instead of, like, normal skin, like, normal cell regeneration, it actually, like, would continue, like, the tumors would double and triple. So his entire, almost his entire, like, lower extremity was nothing but tumors. And so he had this terrible, terrible breakdown and these giant wounds in his legs. Mm. And so um, the R, the PCA was the one who was doing his wound care because oh, yeah. she knew how to do his wound care. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and the nurse was standing there baffled. I believe it was. And the, and the PCA was like, come on, sweetie, if you're going to get in here and do this wound care, then you better learn mm-hmm. how it needs to be done on this patient. Oh, hell yeah. And it's like... Okay, out of her scope of practice, but at the same time, when you've been doing something for so long, let your PCAs teach you. Yeah. Well, like, especially on the burn unit, too. Like, where Mm. I used to work, we had, like, the burn unit in Texas. And, yeah, like, it's the same thing. Like, you have techs that literally, that's their job, is to help you with the wound care. Oh, yeah. And they would come to our floor, because during, you know, chaos times, we would also get some burns as well, and... I wouldn't know what to do with burns. I wasn't mm-hmm. trained on a burn unit. So, like, we would have techs come, and they would, like, walk us through it. Because I they're, was like, this right, is a whole foreign concept And they're specially trained, too. Oh, like, yes. burn techs, like, yeah. That's their job. trained. Yeah. That's, I think that's crazy. a certification. It is. But, like, your typical CNA isn't going to have that much experience. No, but um, there's still, like, there so much wealth of knowledge Oh, there. yeah. There's so much knowledge that's available. And at your fingertips and one thing that would frustrate me anytime I would float to an ICU is like I love to work and I love to help and um the nurses would be like no I'm fine I've got it I can do it and it's, it's so like true. <laughs> um okay but we're supposed to be a team and we're supposed to care for things together as a team and you were not being a very good team member Karen Karen rude uh, well and you know I think it's hard too because like Depending on what ICU you work in, there is that level of, like, I don't even know how to explain it. But it is weird on some of them with PCAs. But, I mean, realistically and how it should be and what it is moving towards is everyone is a team to care for the patients. And the old school thinking is that... The doctors know everything, so the doctor is the one who's doing everything right. Like, patients will be like, mm, you're just a nurse. I want a doctor. And it's like, actually, we're a team. And I make the recommendations for your care mm-hmm. because I'm the one who sees you and touches you all day long while the doctor comes by once a day for maybe two minutes. Mm-hmm. But I'm the one who sits here and reports everything that I see. So if I see something or if I don't see something, that affects your care. Right. And yeah. the doc- and it's the doctor's job to listen and to take it into consideration. And it's your job to advocate, there's that word again, <laughs> um, for your patient so that the doctor said, if the doctor's like, no, I don't think that's a big deal. And they're brushing your opinion aside. It is your job to stand up and say, actually, no, I really do think this is an appropriate recommendation yeah. based off of X, Y, Z, what happened yesterday, mm-hmm. what we've seen and what we're progressing mm-hmm. towards. 
Yeah. And if they still continue to ignore you, you write that shit in a note. Oh, and you, so write you write everything, everything in that freaking in note. Your note. The patient that cusses at you, you say the exact profanity in which they're cussing at you, how they're denying care. And I mean, usually you will get some really good doctors that will listen. And July will be the hard time when you're a new nurse because that's when all the brand new baby doctors are coming out. And they're coming from med school, medical school straight into... First years are usually pretty good, though. It's the second yeah. years. No. Well, it's just, I've heard the second years are the... First years are terrifying. Terrifying. It depends, it depends yes. on the kind. There are some really great doctors that will listen their first year. There's also a good amount that are oh, like, oh, I'm no, no, sure. I'm the doctor, nah, 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 nah. And you're like, okay. It's the same thing like how it is some older nurse, like older PCAs to a nurse, right? It's the same thing with a lot of experienced nurses to those doctors. I, it's just, okay, I have to admit, as a PCA, I've 100% been that one hundred been that PCA where I'm watching a nurse do something wrong, like bathe a patient, something that's within my scope of practice. Mm-hmm. And like bathing a patient wrong, and I'm like... I just sit back and I'm watching. I'm like, so are you going to do it like this? I'm going to, you know. And that's when I get sassy. And I'm like, why don't you just scoot back? And why don't you go charge? Don't you have some charting to do? And I'm like, I'll take care of this. Yeah. And um, it's... Uh, it's hard to watch. It's hard to... It's hard to watch someone mess up, and I've definitely been that PCA where I just walk in and I take control of the situation, and the brand new nurse is standing there like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you could ask a couple questions and you could help. Mm -hmm. Like, you could figure it out. Well, and I think there's also this hard part right now in nursing where during this whole change in nursing... I feel like there has been a little bit more of a level of laziness in nursing that I'm oh. seeing. And as someone that like was very particular in OCD, and that's why I really stress to you guys about bathing your patients, I know there's a lot of nurses that that is the last thing they're thinking about. And keeping someone alive is priority, yes. And charting has to be a big piece of it, yes. But how your patient is cared for is important. And that can't go to the side when you're trying to chart. Mm-hmm. It just can't. Your priority needs to be taking care of that patient. And if it's writing down on a paper to make sure you don't get behind on your charting, that's fine. But that person needs to be cared for like a human being. And it's right. really easy to separate that humanity from them right. so that you can survive your your shift. It's really easy to compartmentalize that way. And you You just have to fight it and find your healthy coping mechanisms, even though it's so hard to find a healthy coping mechanism. Well, and that's again, bringing in the camaraderie aspect of to where you can say, you can like go out afterwards and sit and call or call a friend on your way home and decompress that way. Mm -hmm. Like complaining about your day and how awful it was. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think there's nothing worse than, like, walking in and seeing a patient who hasn't been bathed in, like, four days, and they reek, and you're just like, oh, my God. And their hair's not washed. I think that's a really easy one for people to think that's not important. I have had to shave a woman's head because there was so much buildup of skin on her head. Oh, God. And you have to get all of it out. Like, it's just, there is a level of care, and you're not going to be perfect at it at first. I will give you that, too. Like... Don't break your back, but like we're saying about camaraderie, people will help you. People will help you, and you have to know how to ask for help. And there's going to be PCAs. Like, I'm never going to forget. We had this amazing PCA on our unit, and she had been there for, like, 20-something years. And I would be trying to help her. I'm like, let me help you. And she's like, honey, move. She's like, you go do your thing. This is my thing. And I'm, like, trying to control. And I'm like, okay, fine. Like, she has a handle, and she would be bathing their hair, yeah. and she would get them so nice and beautiful. And it's just one of those things where, like, people will help you. Like, you cannot try to, especially you when you're do first, it. like, being a nurse. Like, you're not going to be able to do it alone. Getting people to help you, asking questions. Like, these are the ways that you're going to survive. Because one of my first experiences ever... Sorry. One of my first experiences ever as... A nurse, I'm brand new, I'm on my own now, and I have a patient that is in PO. 
And it's just because the doctors haven't updated it yet. Mm -hmm. And this patient is being very verbally aggressive. He's like, I'm hungry. Give me a damn sandwich. (laughs) And I was very sensitive when I first started. So I'm like bawling in the bathroom because I'm just like, I need to listen to the orders. I can't go against these (laughs) orders. You know, you're like stressed and you're trying to be safe and good. And all these nurses come up to me and they're helping me. And they're like, Mary. He can have a sandwich. It's okay. There's no reason for him to be NPO anymore. Like, it's fine. So it was like, there's this level of like during residency and when you're first becoming a nurse, you're going to feel a little bit alone because they're letting you drown a bit so you can find your footing. But when you are not alone and you are now your own nurse, these people are there for you. Absolutely. You just beck and call and they will be there. You as just, they should. As and they should. And here's the thing is if you let your fellow nurse, if you're sitting in the hall charting and a nurse comes out and asks you for, or comes up and asks you for help and you just ignore them, that you think about it this way, you're denying that patient care. Yeah. At the end of the day, not helping your neighbor is denying a patient care. Mm-hmm. And that's just the reality of it. Your nurse needs help drawing labs in room two because they're stuck in room four and you don't do it. Well, now their sodium or potassium's off the chart. Mm-hmm. Now they're going into cardiac arrest or encephalopathy, right? You have no idea what's going on with that patient. This is true. And being able to notice if someone is struggling and not willing to ask still helping there's somewhere like oh, he is yeah. smiling at you like i love this nurse and he would be smiling but he's running like a chicken with his head cut off and it's like can i please help and he's like no I'm like no no i'm helping you like, right i have handled my stuff you need assistance your right. patients are unstable especially when they have unstable patients oh, like god you know you you're, you're never, there to you're support. never caught up you are never no caught up when you have unstable and even if it's just like helping them do their charting right where it's like the things where it's not something they have to chart obviously there is a level of like not doing all the charting so like restraint charting and like there's all these little things that you can assist in but yeah like being that team player is how you will survive. Absolutely. Ooh, keyword team. Team player. player. Teamwork makes the dream work, baby. Ooh, dude. I that was in my head. Get yeah, out of my head. Never. <laughs> I had a manager when I was bartending, or excuse me, I was waiting tables. I only bartended for a little bit. I didn't like bartending. I was wait. I I was mostly a waitress. Oh. But I used to just say bartending because it's easier for everyone to understand. Of. I also was more in the alcohol scene and less in the food scene. Right. It was like in between. um, My very first manager, his name was Daniel. And he had these phrases that he would always say, time to lean, time to clean, teamwork teamwork makes the dream work, (laughs) and full hands in, full hands out. Ooh. That's a good one. Well, because like, so full hands in is like you're cleaning tables or you're busting tables. Uh Full hands out is like if there's a drink in the well or food in the window, you run it. Oh, see, I never did the food industry. I will say a lot of people convert from service industry to healthcare because it translates. It does. It really, really translates the camaraderie, the teamwork, the being fast on your feet, um, the understanding like when it's time to pick up the pace, when it's time to slow down, like Mm -hmm. a lot of it translates and it's a it's a way that your mind It's already runs. functioning in yeah, that way. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. So it's it's similar. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is similar in the the bones of the It's a good way to put because it. Because you're caring for people. At the end of the day, you're taking care of people. You're putting your needs on the back burner to make sure that someone is happy and okay or nursing safe and healthy. Yeah. And customer service. It's and oh, customer oh, service is hard, so guys. That is a nursing burden. should not be customer service. And that is one of my favorite things is when we would not allow families into the hospital anymore. Yeah, that was actually kind of nice. Which sounds horrible. It sounds awful, people, but you have to understand when you're trying to do a job and you have Aunt Sally who's standing over you questioning everything that you're doing and they're not, they're literally the aunt. They're not even like a parent or a spouse and they're questioning you at every turn and watching everything that you're doing. It's ridiculous. Did they go to nursing or medical school? No. I know. She's looking at me. She's like, Kaylee, you're ranting. I'm like, I know. I'm angry. I'm upset. No. There's and, a point to be said for that. And and you were allowed to be. And I think that is part of it where, like, there was a, 
there was less pressure because there was just you getting to focus on the patient rather than having to focus on the needs of another person. Which family is very important. It is. And I'm glad. From the get go, Mm -hmm. how to care for family needs too. It is important and it is hard, but there is a line that we have gotten away from, which is customer service instead of what is right for the patient. What's going to make the patient the happiest? I don't give two Fs what makes the patient happiest. I care what makes the patient healthy Mm -hmm. and okay and safe and stable Mm -hmm. and keeps the patient alive. Yeah. Well, and I think there is this negativity to where, especially because if you're at a county hospital, it's not having to have certain ratings for you to be getting certain compensation. And at private hospitals, you yeah, have to have certain ratings. ratings. And that's where the negativity does come in. Like, Well, and it's wrong. It's just wrong. It this shouldn't is, be it's not based off. It's not based off of a fucking Yelp review. Correct. And it shouldn't be. And sadly, like, there's this level that they're like, I'm your priority as either patient or family member when there's someone else more unstable down the hall that you're having to care for. Uh. And that's when it really triggers us. And that's why Kaylee is so upset is because I'm having to keep someone alive and I might have someone die on my shift after coding them. And I have to walk into a room and have someone berate me for taking Mm. too long to answer a call light. And that stings. That leaves a mark. Because they have no idea what we've just gone through in another room, two Mm -hmm. doors down. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's that's what's frustrating. And you can't say that. No, you cannot. You You can't can't be like, give me a second. I had... You know, you a patient say, died. You can't sit there and go, oh, I'm sorry. I took so long to get your tissues, ma'am, Linda. <laughs> Linda, come on, I just Linda. bagged a body. <laughs> Correct. Like, we can't do these things. And that's why it does hurt. And there is a balance. And I will say there are some great family members that are so supportive. Absolutely. And kind. And they're they'll next to you. They'll bring you brownies. And they'll bring you cookies. I'll be and honest, though. Just, uh, be careful with the food. Like, I'm never oh. going to forget one of my friends. She worked at a hospital, and the family members brought a pie after this person passed. And when they cut into the pie, there were razor blades. So you do need to be careful with food. What? They put razor blades in that pie. No, they didn't. Hell yeah, they did. They weren't allowed to accept any more foods for a while at that hospital. Like, there are some people that are going to be very angry, and they blame you as one of the people that took care of that patient for the death. And that's a really hard thing to cope with, and we will definitely unpack that another time. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who does that? People that want to blame you. And there's that level of... Can you press charges? I would press charges. They don't know who it was. I don't think they ever, like, give a name. Which is, of course they didn't. They were trying to hide their identity, but they were angry about something. Someone had had a traumatic experience Oh, there. I would press charges in a freaking heartbeat. I would say, who's this for? What family mm-hmm. is this from? Mm-hmm. And then I would press charges. And don't ever be afraid to press charges. I was about to say that, too. Like, I think in nursing, it's slowly becoming more important to vocalize. We've Unders- been always... We've always been taught to just take it as it comes. And the fact is that's not the case. Because they're angry. Because they're scared. Because, because they're, they're hurting. And they're no. in pain. That is never an excuse to take abuse. No. You are never... A, there is never a reason for you to allow someone to physically or verbally abuse you. And never. I have let that happen. And I have had nurses advocate for me to say, no, we're calling the cops. And yeah. I think... You guys really need to take that to heart because it's hard to say, oh, like try to give them excuses. No, like no, your mental health. We're adults. Isn't exactly. And we're adults. even if they're not adults, no one ever deserves to be verbally or physically abused just doing your job. That no. is not okay. I saw this one thing on, I want to say it was Instagram or Facebook of this nurse who was so excited to be a nurse and yet she's like sending pictures of her like with black eyes and like bruised faces to her mom and she's like, it's so difficult out here doing this and being a nurse and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, uh, and I saw so many people comment on it that were other nurses and they were like, then you're a fool. Like, you are a fool. If you let this happen for a year or more, you're a fool. Like, because... You're being manipulated. Be, well, I don't want to call her being a fool, no, but it's... No, I would it's... absolutely say, you punch me on my shift. Where's your back? Where's that spine? 
Sweetie, where's this? When I started, I did not have a backbone. I know you didn't, but I bet you if someone were to hit you, and also where your where's that camaraderie? Where are your teammates who are telling you, like they were telling Mary, that this is unacceptable behavior? Some of them do. So there was there is a very distinct shift with certain nurses. There are a lot of nurses that accept it and say you just take it as it is. And I did not have support I think from that's certain an nurses. Old school way of thinking. It is, and it was it was older school nurses. And then there's those nurses that are like, no, this is not it. And there is that level of especially because I think a lot of sweet, generous, kind people go into nursing. For that reason, because you are generous, you are compassionate, and you love people. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I went in very innocent and very sweet. And I have become a little bit more feisty and to a level a little bit unhealthy. But at a point, like, there is that need to have a backbone. And what I say is, like, yes, like, you're going to struggle, especially if you're a people pleaser, to take action for someone doing things to you, especially when they are under the influence of alcohol withdrawal or under the influence of drugs. It's like, oh, well, they're on drugs, so this is going to happen. Oh, this is normal. The then fact is, right, like, I've had some guys kick me in the chest before. No, oh I did God. not. I did not press charges, and there wasn't, like, a repetitiveness to it. But when a patient verbally abused me to the point of crying and, like, was breaking me, I did nothing. And those nurses stood up for me. And the fact is, is, like, if you are a people pleaser and you are a kind person, there will be patients that are out to hurt you. And, yes, it's because he's hurting and they've had something, you know, they're dying, list the situation. That does not matter. What matters is your mental health and you taking care of yourself, too. In the end, your job is not your identity. Who you are does not need to be defined by nursing alone. You are a human being and you deserve to be treated as a human being just like you will be treating your patients. I like that. Just like you will be treating your patients. You deserve it just as much as they do. And you, yeah. That's a good note. Yeah, right? (laughs) Mary just went on a diatribe there. I like it. The passion you can hear the can you hear the rabidness yet? I'm a little feisty. Rawr. A little fe- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's our rant for the week. That is the rant for the week. That is some tidbits. To oh take my god! With what you. if we change our name to the ranting nurses? I kind of the I kind of like it. We'll see. We we'll might see. we might go through a change. Who knows? <laughs> we might go through some changes. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> some transitions. We might begin to transition later. <laughs> I can't handle you. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Oh, yeah. so good. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for coming to our show. Yes. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Always feel free to, like, leave us comments, message us on, oh, my gosh, all the medias. Give us okay, the Okay, so, all right. So, <laughs> we have, you can email us at uh, therabidnurses at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page the rabid nurses we are on instagram as the rabid nurses the rabid nurses oh by the it's the rabid nurses <laughs> did you hear it's the rabid nurses oh my god we're the rabid nurses are we rabid feisty <laughs> that is right <laughs> um also we did start a patreon yes um and we have several different tiers for you to choose from our goal is to buy i want to say by the end of may okay i like that Mary makes a lot more money than me, but I also feel the very strong need to contribute because this is our thing. Boo-boo, I'm her sugar mama. Don't even listen to her. Um, (laughs) So, but our goal is to be able to buy headphones so that we can hear ourselves better and we can hear, like, how it sounds for you guys while we're recording and make adjustments as it goes. Because we're into an hour and 10 minutes of recording and we have no idea what this sounds like and then we have to spend another hour re-listening and then two more hours editing so um being able to hear ourselves in the like in real time we'll be able to make a real adjustment so that's going to be a big deal for us is getting those headphones and maybe um make it more pleasant for you guys honestly absolutely we don't want you burdened by us so Patreon, <laughs> Patreon, find us on Patreon, The Rabid Nurses. Yes, the is important in the name. It is a part of the name on it everything. It is our identity. So, but let us know how we did. Love you guys. Love we'll you guys. You soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.